Yes, well, some stats out yesterday in regards to vaccinations, COVID vaccinations, that is, for the whole of the country. Bendigo is doing pretty darn well. 75.4% of Bendigo region residents aged 15 and over have received at least one dose of the vaccine, while 50.8% are now fully vaccinated. That's good news. Great stats, but we can do better. And we are joined on Triple M this morning by Dr Emma Broadfield and Dr Andrew Marnie from Bendigo Health. Good morning, both. Good morning. Morning. Morning, guys. Now, we, um, we've got a whole bunch of questions we'd love to um, ask you to... I mean, firstly, thank you for coming on and actually, you know... Um, I suppose, coming out to the public and going, all right, well, look, we're, we're happy to face questions about this sort of stuff because I'll tell you guys, there's a lot of questions floating around at the moment. It's a pleasure. And I must mention, Dr Emma Broadfield, you are a respiratory medicine specialist and Dr Andrew Marnie, an infectious disease physician. So not just general doctors, you guys have the brains and no doubt have the will to get our vaccinations up across the Benigo region further than what they are. Guys, we'll start with the first question. It comes from one of our listeners, uh, Leanne. She says, that, look, um, I'd like to know long-term basically, about the effects of these provisionally approved vaccines, provisionally in inverted commas there. Um, is, is there long-term effects? Has, is, is there research been done into that? So I might jump in. Um, so, look, the vaccines have only been around for about a year. And so in terms of long-term, there is always going to be a little bit of a question about that. But um, there's certainly surveillance that goes on with all drugs, including vaccines, as to what happens after people have had their dose, and that goes on for years. So on the one hand, we don't know the answer to exactly what the long-term effects are. On the other hand, there's good um, systems in place to look for those. And if you think about all, all the other vaccines that we have, uh, really, there's occasionally there's talk about there being long-term side effects, but actually none of those turn out to be correct. So I think we have to look at what, what we're dealing with now. We can't really think about the theoreticals too far down the track. These are drugs that it's... These are vaccines that have uh, may not have been for very long, but the way that they work, um, we know how they work. We know what to expect with uh, potential side effects. Uh, there's good systems in place to look for those. And the long term, well, we can't completely answer that question, but really we're talking, if anything, extremely rare things that um, I, I don't think should be at the front of people's minds when they thinking about getting vaccinated. Very nice. 445 COVID cases recorded across Victoria yesterday. Uh, we know that COVID is closing in. I don't want to be pessimistic here, but I want to be a realist and I want to ask this question. How far off do you think it will be until Bendigo is hit with some COVID cases? Uh, I might jump in on that one. Well, we're planning that we're expecting to see um, cases in the community any day and sort of expecting those cases to start hitting the hospital anywhere between the next two and four weeks. Um, so that's sort of what we're planning for. So there's usually about a two-week delay between seeing patients in the community and then seeing them in hospital, roughly. Yeah, wow. So you guys are really well ahead on this one and you've prepared yourselves well. We hope so. There's an awful lot of planning that's been going on mm. across many departments trying to make sure that we can provide our usual standard of care as well as then being able to cope with the excess sort of work that this will bring. You've got everything in place for the, well, what you're deeming to be an influx of COVID here in Bendigo? 
We certainly hope so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can I ask this question before we get to more of our Triple M listeners' questions? What makes the Delta strain of COVID so infectious? So this particular uh, strain happens to grow faster inside of someone than the previous strain. So it then gets to a much higher level um, of virus in somebody, and that's what we think makes it much more infectious. So the amount of virus in, with Delta is about a 1,000 times higher than with some of the previous strains, and we think that's what really means it's easier to transmit from one person to another. Well, we're going to take a break, Dr. Andrew Marnie and Dr. Emma Broadfield, and we're going to come back on Triple M with some of our listeners' questions to you. It's all about COVID. It's our COVID QA on Triple M. Despite being a little silly, they're always local, just like Coolabato, Coggle and Kylie on Triple M. Yes, well, here we are this morning. No cogs. Uh, so it's uh, Kylie and Brownie in the chair, and we are doing something very special for you right now in Bendigo. Yeah, we are COVID Q&A with Bendigo health doctors, Dr. Emma Broadfield, respiratory medicine specialist, and Dr. Andrew Marnie, infectious disease physician. We really appreciate your time this morning, guys. Need to fire this question at you. Uh, You hear about people having COVID, getting over it, and then having what they call long COVID. Can you explain how and why that happens? So we can give it a go. I think it's still not completely understood why this happens to a percentage of people who get COVID infection, but it is believed that there's some uh, disruption to that person's immune system and that has long-lasting effects in terms of symptoms and feeling generally pretty ordinary. Um, In some places, this has been seen as high as 20% of people having some symptoms of long COVID and the symptoms are pretty variable. Some people will have brain fog, they can't sort of think straight. Some people have a sort of chronic fatigue type of syndrome, which we do see occasionally after other viral infections. And other people have um, respiratory issues as well. Their breathing just doesn't recover, um, even though we can't see anything on their x-rays and we can't find any evidence of the infection still. Um, so it appears that you know, something the, the infection appears to stir up the immune system in a strange way in this group of people and it doesn't settle down properly. And that appears to then contribute to some of these long-lasting symptoms. Wow, you, I, just as you explain it, I just sit here and go, "Wow, well, you, you guys do an amazing job, seriously, um, detecting that sort of stuff." So this one comes from one of our listeners, uh, Deb Webster. Uh, she says, "Look, if you have both jabs, go to a restaurant. Can you still catch or pass on COVID?" Uh, so yes, is the answer. So your risk of getting COVID and the risk of transmitting it is decreased by having the COVID vaccination and being fully vaccinated but you can still um, catch and transmit it so it is still important to do those things that we've been learning over the last 18 months of um, sort of wearing the face mask when um, in crowded places and making sure that you have your hand hygiene and things but the more people that are vaccinated the less that becomes an issue so um, it becomes less of an issue for you because you're less likely to catch it, less likely to have a, um, symptoms and less likely to transmit it. But it also um, means that the people that you're with are also less likely to pick it up and less likely to tra- transmit it. So this sort of has a flow-on effect. 
All right, we're going to get to a song. We're going to come back. We're going to um, clean this up with you guys. So thankful for you to just take the time out of your day to do this for us. And uh, very, very nice. Public general knowledge is everything, especially when it comes to COVID-19. It's Coggo and Kylie for breakfast this morning, addressing the C word this morning. We uh, are in a big way. We're in a massive way. Two um, of our uh, resident local doctors here joining us on the phone to talk about COVID, to talk about COVID vaccines and the safety of them. Absolutely. Dr. Emma Broadfield, respiratory medicine specialist, and Dr. Andrew Marnie in Infectious disease physician. All right, guys. This one comes from one of our listeners, Stephen. He has said, look, if none of the vaccines stop people from getting or transmitting the virus, then what's the point of a vaccine passport? So I think, as Emma was saying, uh, the vaccines, they don't completely stop. There's no vaccine that's 100% effective. Think about your flu vaccine, yep. all the other vaccines we have in childhood. They're not 100% effective, but... Uh, they're very effective. Uh, they, these vaccines are better than the flu vaccine. And so they will reduce the likelihood of you um, becoming infected. They'll reduce the likelihood of you transmitting. But um, in particular, they'll reduce the likelihood of someone ending up in hospital and ending up in intensive care on a ventilator and dying of COVID. And that's that's the key goal of vaccination. Um, and for, for everyone to be in that same boat, um, because there's, it's transmitted through people who are in younger age groups, older age groups, um, we can vaccinate all the older people, which is what we've really been focusing on earlier on in the campaign, and we've done really well with that. Uh, it's now the time for the younger people to step up and get vaccinated, and the, the benefit to them is less. But um, pretty much every young, every younger person is going to have contact with someone over the age of 60, someone who's got problems with their health, um, and to extra, give that person extra protection, it's really important that younger people actually get out and get vaccinated as well. Um, so the benefit is less to younger people, but it's still there. You will see, of course, there are younger people, unfortunately, they're really sick in the hospital. That's uh, often these people are pretty well, actually, and it's a little bit random in who gets really sick in those younger age groups. Um, but it still does happen. When you're getting thousands and thousands of cases, even if it's only one in a thousand, you get up with, unfortunately, young people in the in hospital, really in intensive care. So... But the benefits are very clear, vaccination. Um, you know, we're very happy to keep talking um, and nauseam about those. Mm. Mm. I think the other thing to add, Andrew, is that um, we know that oh, there's good evidence coming through that the vaccination reduces your risk of long COVID as well. Yeah. Which does seem to affect young people significantly. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that is good to know. Absolutely. I guess this question will be directed at you, Dr. Emma. There still seems to be certain groups that are hesitant to get vaccinated against COVID, including pregnant women, for fear that they might harm the baby. What do you say to them? I think... It's very... I mean, obviously, every mother wants to protect their baby, and, and that's goes without saying so of course they're concerned and we understand that but COVID is really serious in pregnant women or can be very serious in pregnant women they're much higher risk um, of having complications and also of having um, complications to their baby um, there's good evidence now that these vaccinations are are safe in pregnancy um, and so we would absolutely you know, try and encourage all pregnant women to get vaccinated and to get vaccinated as soon as they can um, because that is the best way of protecting themselves and their health, which then protects the baby, but also directly will potentially protect protect the baby because the antibodies that the mother prote- um, produces will be transferred to the baby as well and give them some early protection. Mm. Andrew, I reckon this one might be uh, directed at you, um, I I suspect, but I I was one of the early ones that went, 
oh, I'm really not sure about this because of my history of congenital heart disease. And mm-hmm. I did say, um, I, I rang my cardiologist and I went, well, hang on, what, what does this mean for me? Because apparently there's some research coming out of the UK saying that Pfizer might be connected to that, not sure. Uh, and she said it was completely safe. Could you just explain that for us? Mm-hmm. Sure. We know now uh, that with Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine, which work in similar ways, that around about one in 100,000 uh, younger people are getting a rare side effect. It's called pericarditis or myocarditis. And this is inflammation of the heart muscle, essentially. And that can cause chest pain. It can cause shortness of breath. Um, it's really been something that's been said usually in men, um, as luck would have it, uh, usually under the age of 30, um, sometimes a little bit older than that, and usually with the second dose of Pfizer. Why it happened exactly is not known yet. Um, and it's still one in 100,000 we're talking, so it's a very rare um, side effect. Now, we also know that people who had previous heart problems, nearly all of those people are going to be fine, actually. There's no increased risk of this happening. It's, uh, this pericarditis, myocarditis appears to be happening in people larger who don't have any other health problems at all. Uh, and so those people who have got, um, you know, they are seeing a heart specialist that had heart issues in the past can be pretty reassured that it's actually very unlikely to be occurring in them, no higher than one in 100,000. Very nice. We would love to talk so much more about COVID and how it is affecting everybody. The main thing, though, is people need to get vaccinated. That's your biggest message this morning, isn't it, guys? Absolutely. The sooner the better. Please get on with it. All right. We'll wind it up there because we've run out of time. Our Q&A session of COVID, it's officially finished. (laughs) Dr. Emma Broadfield, Dr. Andrew Mahoney from Bendigo Health, thank you so much for your time this morning. And thank you for all you guys do too, by the way. Thanks very much. Thank you.